Well, I saw a note the other day that the Ritz-Carlton is getting a facelift, $22 million in a reboot. Not many of us in North Texas, obviously, spend any time staying at the Ritz-Carlton. But we do think of it as Dean's house. Dean Fearing, of course, <laughs> has run the big splashy restaurant down there and the Rattlesnake Bar, so it's a good excuse to catch up. Dean Fearing joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Good to be here, David. Happy New Year. And, and to you. And, and you get a, so are they, are they leaving your restaurant alone, or is it just the hotel that's getting the facelift? No, it's just the rooms, pretty much, and the spa. So, uh, which is great. You know, I mean, it's always great to keep things moving forward, fresh, new. And uh, I think that's important. We just had a facelift a couple of years ago at the restaurant. So, we're in great shape, and we can't wait to see what's going to go on with the hotel. So, how much is your what? What's your mix like? How many? How much of your business is are, are hotel guests that are coming in, and how many are those of us? You know, you would think you would think it's bigger, but it's really not. It's about twenty to twenty five percent, and that. But that's a big number in the hotel versus restaurant kind of ratio so you know there's still a lot of people that go out to eat from the hotel and and you know that's fine i mean if you're staying three days they're not going to eat at fairings all three nights so you know they and plus it's like me going to another city uh my wife wanda and i we want to see what's going on in the city also so yeah. you know i mean i think it's a good mix it works for us. You know, thank goodness we have a great, great local clientele that that has been so loyal to us for 15 years. And the other part, David, is we still have new people coming in every night. And that truly blows my mind because we've been open for 15 years. And I'm like, Wow, this is your first time. Well, but in. and especially when you consider that about a year and a half ago, we thought this was all in and nobody'd ever go out to eat again because they were oh my goodness. worried about getting COVID and everything was shut down. So tell me about changes coming out of this. I've seen I've seen several restaurants around here putting on uh, service charges to help cover some of the commodity prices that I know are are soaring and labor costs. Uh, well, I think restaurants are trying to feel their way through this. It, it's a, David, I'm telling you, since the pandemic, it is a different, it's a different scene inside the restaurant. Still trying to find staff is not easy. And we're, before the pandemic, it was easy. So I think we all ask the question, what happened and where did they go? And that is still a huge question to be answered because where did everybody go? And I used to have a stack of resumes about an inch thick. Now I have maybe a few resumes. And that's that's a big difference, mainly when you're a restaurant like Fearings, where you think more young people want to come in to train, to learn, to really get the aspect of, you know, a big restaurant in this town. Well, but especially for a restaurant like yours, I mean, you, 
You've always struck me as labor intensive. I not many places you go where the you, you, all the courses arrive at the same time, and a different <laughs> person stands behind every person and and simultaneously serves them. I mean that you you can't replace them with these little robots that scoot around. No, no, no. We will always be a hands-on restaurant, and that's the restaurant we are. We we have big service values and we have big cooking values so it uh, that is still very important to me every day but you've got to be a little creative now don't you because i keep reading about you know shortages in the supply chain and and of course ask man, man, my gosh if, if eggs have gone up 60 percent, i would think that you might try some alternative menus here and there well you know it, it it's funny uh other restaurants may have shortages but uh, it's the one great thing about having Fearing's Restaurant. Everybody wants their product, their wine at Fearing's. And we don't run across a shortage like other people may have. Your suppliers are always delivering them? Absolutely. All the way through the pandemic. we They make sure that we're well taken care of because they want their product in a restaurant, high-profile restaurant like Fairings, because that is what it's all about. How about competition? I mean, I would guess that one reason John Goff is spending $22 million on the Ritz-Carlton is because there's a JW Marriott that's going to open up, and now Omni's got this big thing out of PGA, and I guess there's going to be another Ritz-Carlton, you know, in, in, in Las Colinas. The, Las Colinas, it's, right. It's, it's a competitive landscape, and especially for your business. There are new restaurants opening all the time. Well, but I think that's why you have to refurbish. You know, you have to keep moving forward with design and with elements of that are the future. You know, it, it needs to be that because we are that kind of place. I mean, we're not a cheap restaurant. We're not a cheap hotel. And we have to keep those kind of standards very high. And as far as competition, you know, we've been, I've been in this town forever. You know, I, I moved to Dallas when I was just a young cook in 1978. And so, you know, as far as competition goes, we've been open 15 years. I mean, I think we have a good standing of customers. And when people come into town, they want to visit us. So uh, I love that fact that we're, and I'm not saying we're beyond competition because it's always there, but I think we have a good handle on it. No, I, you're a survivor. I mean, I'll say that. Oh my you know, one of the things I remember talking to you about was when, was when they were building the Ritz, and you got to be hands-on down there with your restaurant and your and the bar, the Rattlesnake Bar. And, sure. And, and the Rattlesnake Bar really was i always thought of it as kind of a local place because it seemed like the offices would empty out and everybody would run over there what do you do now that that people aren't working every day and and consequently <laughs> needing a happy hour every day the greatest part about the pandemic david is the fact that for once in our career at bearings we saw people partying at the bar, at the Rattlesnake Bar, on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday nights. And I tell you, we've never seen that before 
in the whole 15, or, you know, at that time, it was the whole 13 years. But people who were working at home didn't have to worry about, you know, this is a school night. You know, we can't go out because I got to get up and go to work. I just never you know, thought about that at all. You know, it really was amazing to me. I mean, I would look at the bar numbers the next day and I was like, this is crazy. We're doing great numbers on a Monday. You know, it's like Monday night can usually be a little slow. Sunday nights could be slow, but they're doing great business because people want to get out. And mainly through that pandemic, I think people were just cooped up at home all day doing their office work. Yeah. That at night it was like, oh come on, let's get out of here. So COVID, COVID drove him to drink. That was, that, <laughs> and you benefited. So, so what's the next big thing? It seems like, seems like. Oh, but let, me, let me tell you about. Let me tell you about dry January. Uh, you know, it, once again, it's still happening. I thought, okay, the bar will slow down in January. The bar hadn't slowed down at all. I don't know where <laughs> dry January is in Dallas, but I love it. Thank you all for that's, not, that's why for not getting dry. That's so they can hide out of the rattlesnake and nobody else. So, so tell me about the next big thing. I'm seeing uh, all of a sudden around Dallas. I'm seeing tasting menus and chefs, you know, fixed price menus that that I seem like I never saw before. Well, you know, we my whole life and. My style of career has always been tasting menus and prefix and, you know, so that is nothing new to me. We've all, for 15 years, we've had a tasting menu at Fairings. Just ask for it. You know, anybody can have it. Just come on in. We don't advertise it like we used to because mainly people just say, hey, can I do a tasting menu tonight to the waiter? And we say, yes, not a problem. So, you know, I, I think it might be a new thing coming on. You know, it, you have to be ready for a tasting menu. That is not an hour and a half eating experience. You know, that is being able to sit down uh, many wine courses through there and, and taking the night and enjoying it. And that's not for everybody. Uh, I've always felt even within the last 15 years, people want to eat and get going. Time is valuable, yeah. you know, and, and I see it with the business traveler. In the old days, the business traveler would go to the bar and have happy hour from 6 to 7.30, and then 7.30 sit down and stay all night at the table. And you don't see that anymore. You see uh, having a mixed cocktail at the table, for a business dinner and then having dinner and everybody leaving. Uh, yeah. You get more table it, turns that way, so it's good for you. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean, I love that. But, you know, it is a different world now. And we're eating earlier now. That yeah. That is a huge change from what it was 10 years ago and, and beyond. It, now, I mean, I remember at the mansion, serving dinner at 11 o'clock on Saturday and someone ordering a big ribeye. And I'm like, how are they eating this at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night? You know, you don't see that. No, anymore. I guess not. Well, look, I, I, it's always good to catch up with you and you are, 
you're a they're consummate survivor. And, of course, most people don't understand that this is just your part-time job. You were a full-time musician and, <laughs> and, and mostly, a, you know, a noted guitarist and sort of chef uh, on the side. Believe me, I still love it all. I still <laughs> love it all. Dean Fearing is the, the owner and, of course, the chef at Fearing's and the Ritz-Carlton. It's good to spend some time with you. Have a great year. Thank you, buddy. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.